When you open yourself up to trusting your own soul, you become a vortex for everything you have ever desired. And the desire that exists only to compete with your desire is tugging and pulling you along. It is in that awareness that I introduce myself. I am Cordelia Gaffar, the ultimate joy goddess guiding women to be multi-orgasmic. Women to be multi-orgasmic. You're aligned in your four minds. And I offer that through 90-day embodiment experiences and nine-day intensive embodiment experiences. And of course, one-on-one intensive embodiment experiences on my foundational practices of replenish me for your ultimate joy and to be free. Let me send you. A bio. I guess you could do that after. Mm-hmm. I can do it after. All righty. All right. So welcome to the free to be show, LaVon. Oh, so- thank you. <laughs> Tell me what inspired you to write your book. I wrote Sensual Faith, The Art of Coming Home to Your Body for a former version of myself, or I should say for former versions of myself, because as I'm learning, as I continue to age oh so gracefully, is that I am continually unfolding to new versions of myself. And there is a little girl LaVon and a teenage LaVon and a young adult LaVon and a yesterday LaVon that needed to hear words of love and liberation as it pertains to my relationship with my spirituality and my body. Mm, So good. (laughs) And so I'm wondering like what specifically in relation to your spirituality, like what were the messages you got in your childhood? Well, I am the daughter of Caribbean immigrants. And so I was raised with a very colonial view, you know, sit down, cross your legs, speak proper English, use your knife and fork, like all of that. And both of my parents were raised in the Episcopal church, which for the uninitiated is like the Catholic church, except the priests can get married. But it was very sit, stand, kneel, very stoic, right? And then while school was my safe place and I was getting lots of affirmation and celebration there, it was because of how smart I was or how well I was performing, right? It was never, oh, LaVon, you're amazing because you're LaVon. It was like, you're the valedictorian, right? You speak so well. Like it was always about what I was doing. So I learned at a young age that I had to perform well in order to receive love and acceptance. And so as you can imagine... (laughs) That unholy trinity of family, church, and society got its claws sunken into me at a very young age. And so it's been a lot of unlearning, a lot of shedding, um, a lot of permission to be rebirthed (laughs) and to allow myself to become the woman I'm so proud to be. (laughs) I can resonate on so many levels. You know, Mm. I I think I told you in the chat that my... um, my family actually is from Barbadian descent. In fact, my great grandfather was a priest. <laughs> Listen, okay, my Bayesian cousin. So, what's y'all's last names? Atwell. 
at well. Okay, so I'm Ishmael and Osborne. If you meet any Ishmaels on or from the island of Barbados, that's my people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you know, you know Anglican baby, not even Episcopalian. I do. Okay. No, Anglican. <laughs> he was an Anglican church priest. Yes. Came to New York, founded okay. a church in Harlem. What was yeah. the name of the church? So, Trinity. It's Interesting. in it's in it's yeah. So I grew up in Queens, New York. I was going to St. James Alesque Episcopal Church of Queens. <laughs> okay. I was an aqualite. I served on the mm-hmm. altar. Did you, were you an yeah, aqualite me too? too? <gasps> I was, yeah. Girl, you remember ringing the bells and lighting <laughs> the candles and yes, the 50 lever robes we had to wear. <laughs> yes. yes. That's so funny. So you're my Bayesian aqualite cousin. Got it. Pretty much, yeah. So, like, <laughs> I'm hearing, I'm like, yep. And you need to worry about your reputation Ooh. as a young lady. Yeah. And because you are an Osborne, they probably said you are intelligent and you must mm. be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So don't, don't, whole- don't make the family look bad. And yes. <laughs> Ishmael and Osborne is on my mom's side. On my dad's side, we're Briggses. So my dad's from Guyana in South America, which was also okay. a British colony. So they speak mm-hmm. English child. It's the same colonialism. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that that name bearing pressure, yes. burden. Mm-hmm. Well, it looks like you shook it off your, your shoulders now because you, you see. Listen. <laughs> Furiously, here's the thing. So I don't know about your family, but my family told me you're going to go to school, you're going to graduate from college and you're going to get a good job. Girl, I graduated from college without a job and was like, what Mm -hmm. the fuck? Like I did everything, quote unquote, right. Right. You told me that this is what I'm supposed to do. I was valedictorian in sixth grade. I've been taking my studies very seriously. And I graduated without a job. Yeah. And it was at that point that I realized I was like, all this shit is made up. And I get to do whatever I want to do. So from that point on, I started paying attention to my passions and my dreams. And that led me to entertainment, believe it or not. <laughs> hmm. So that was your freedom. You were like, hey, yeah, it's once all made I re- up, so let me make it up. Exactly. Once I realized you can follow all of the rules, the quote unquote right way, and things still won't turn out the way that people promised you it would or that you were conditioned to believe it would. I was like, y'all don't know what you're talking about. So I'm going to do this my way. (laughs) I'm going to listen to my heart and my dreams. And that just led to a major shedding of religious and cultural shame. And at what point did you, I'm, I'm curious, let me, let yeah. me think about how I want to ask this question. So for me, right. In my, um, journey, I discovered that the other side of my spirituality is my sexuality. And it was mm. like a big secret that they kept from us. So mm-hmm. like, like, how did that show up in your life? That's the thing. Like I learned later on in life that God cares about our bodies and what happens to our bodies, right? Our bodies are not separate from us. There's very antiquated platonic thinking in many churches where like body and soul are separate. And once I started to really decolonize my Christianity, that was when all the building police all the building pieces came together sort of like Legos, (laughs) you know? And I was like, if this, then that, right? So if Jesus was African, then that means African spirituality is a part of this. This means that I 
as an African descended woman, I have ownership of my spiritual life because this literally started on the continent where my people are from. And so that sort of empowerment, that sort of liberation, it made me even more nosy. It made me inquisitive. I started having questions about the Bible and religion and where do we get this and who and what and where, right? And so- Once I started to unpack that the religion of my childhood was very colonized and very oppressive, that was when I started to lean into accepting all of who I am. And who Mm. I am is a body and sex positive spiritual leader. I am a Black woman who is no longer at war with her body. And Mm. I love God and I love sex, right? I love worship music and I love a nice warm cup of herbal tea all of that is holy all of that is good yes I love that so of course you have a a nice husband who has a great job and all those things right oh oh we we manifested yes girl I love him so much he is he has a direct connection to spirit he got a 800 credit score he be making five (laughs) Five million dollars a year. Okay. <laughs> He's emotionally intelligent. We manifested now. Yes. Um, I actually was married once. And it's so interesting because when I was dating this man, my intuition told me that he was not the man for me. But on paper, he sounded good. And we were, I, I don't use this term lightly because I don't like this language, but to reference how other people refer to us the power couple right like I'm like the (laughs) preacher and like you know I've been to seminary and I'm like really pretty and stylish and then he's like the prayer warrior you know and just so wise and intelligent and child the way that man was emotionally abusive (laughs) the way that man would gaslight me the way he would build these relationships with other women that I didn't know, right? So without my knowledge or without my consent. And so I learned after I left because it didn't take me long to see that that wasn't for me, uh, that that relationship was really for me to learn how to stand on my own, right? And to know that no one is going to save me, especially no man, (laughs) okay? Um, I believe that God heals, that our ancestors speak to us from the great beyond, that community is the ultimate currency. Um, But in terms of the ultimate healing and act of self-love, that was going to be all me. And it wasn't going to come from marriage. It wasn't going to come from a job or a degree. It was going to come from me knowing that all of me is good and worthy, period. And, and thank you for saying that in that Mm. way, you know, Mm -hmm. because so many women think that, you know, oh, he ticks all the boxes. So let me just stay with it because we're the power couple. Mm. And and you, you were like, no. Yeah. No. And it was so wild because I started telling people about our divorce and it was a little less than two years, you know, that we were married, but people were like, Oh, just give it two years. Just give it five years. And I was like, is that what y'all are out here doing? Just trying to make it to an anniversary where you don't hate each other. It's like <laughs> life is too short to be miserable, seriously. And so, you know, particularly if you were raised in the church, like you were sold this idea of like the hypo Christian marriage industrial complex, right? Like your job is to get married and to procreate and to take care of a home and child, 
between me and all my friends and people that I was meeting, I realized like there are some people who shouldn't be married. <laughs> there are some yeah. people who shouldn't be procreating. There are some people who <laughs> don't want to be married and want to be child free. Like where's the room for all of these other stories besides this narrative that you're trying to drive and make the default. So I learned at a young age that if I was going to, in the words of Lauren Hill, get out of your boxes, like I was going to have to get comfortable making other people uncomfortable. <laughs> and in your comfort, mm -hmm. what have you come to for yourself? The thing is, if you really pay attention to what I'm talking about, I'm really talking about self-love, awareness, and acceptance. You know, people say, oh, you know, you're a body and sex positive pastor because you just want to have a lot of sex. And I do. <laughs> I do want to have lots of healthy, consensual, pleasurable, ethical sex. Also, and it's not just about sex. It's about the body. It's about feeling whole. It's about oneness with God and the universe and, right, humanity. Like, you can't like me if you hate yourself. You can't love yeah. me if you don't like yourself. And That's so right. my comfort with who I am is an invitation for humanity to get comfortable with them. That's why so many of our LGBTQ plus kin freak people out because you mean to tell me you love who you are as a lesbian or as a same gender loving man? You mean to tell me you love yourself as a trans person? I'm struggling as a cishet man to love myself. And how dare you show me what's possible? Right. And so self-love is power. And I believe it's the ultimate form of revolution. Mm. Well, are you open to another form of revolution? Oh, come on, bring it on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, yeah. OK, so I believe that being multi-orgasmic is the best Ooh. way to, you know, really elevate and connect Yes, this is titillating because when I realized that there was an orgasm gap between straight men and straight women, I was like, something ain't right because we are the bearers of the clitoris, okay? And the clitoris has one job. So that's how I know we're divinely designed to experience sexual pleasure. Yes. So the fact that women, particularly straight women, are not coming <laughs> as much as men it's a problem it's a problem for major because yeah. you deserve pleasure pleasure is your birthright you mean to tell me we have been stripped of our access to our pleasure zones as if <laughs> so i would love i don't know if the right word is train or or in embrace multi-orgasmic experiences I know that there are different types of orgasms so when you're talking about multi-orgasmic experiences are you talking about multi-clitoral multi-g spot like any spot or one in the same spot right after the other Oh, well, you know, actually, there's a more innervated part of our what I call the lotus verse, and it's like cervical orgasm. Okay, okay. Yeah. So in and that cervical lotus, what'd you say? Lotus verse. That's lotus what verse. I call it. Lotus verse. This okay. is actually a mine. <laughs> our, our lotus verse mine. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay, I love that. So I know everybody 
is different and you know yeah. it takes time and you got to be comfortable and in the moment and all that but do you have any tips or tricks on how to cultivate multi-orgasmic experiences yeah mostly in making life pleasurable like Ooh. when you you know everything is pleasurable when yes. you breathe just feeling the sensation of the air yes. going in your nostrils you know yes the you know and actually breathing you know we a lot of us breathe mm -hmm. right up here but mm -hmm. like if you actually breathe yes. from your lotus up yes your whole day can be orgasmic oh my <laughs> like, gosh I love know? that <laughs> yeah and that's what I do in my book and with my platform is redefine sensuality for people because if you look in the dictionary, it says sensuality is lewdness or lasciviousness. And I'm yes. like, no, sensuality is the ultimate practice in mindfulness. It's saying what's happening in my body right now. Am I? Can nourished? you repeat that part for me? <laughs> Absolutely. Because like people are like, sensuality is not a mindfulness practice. And LaVon says, sensuality <laughs> is the ultimate practice in mindfulness, right? If you think about yes. your body, if your if your organs are functioning healthily, right? Because I don't want to be ableist. I know we have varying levels of ability, uh, but if your organs are functioning healthily, you can see, you can touch, you can taste, you can smell. Like there's a reason why we're able to experience this big audacious, bold, colorful, textured world through our senses. And so you have to pay attention to your body. But we live in a capitalist society. We live in an industrial world that wants you to be disembodied and to disengage, right? And so sensuality is revolutionary because it's countercultural. It says, I'm going to put myself before this due date. <laughs> I'm going to put myself before this Zoom meeting, right? Or this family yes. obligation, quote unquote. So for me, sensuality is a womanist spiritual practice and that I am saying as I am taking care of my body, I am taking care of my spirit because the two are intertwined and that yes. is sacred. 100%. So in this case, you're saying that our feminine sensuality mm -hmm. is the rebellion. Yes. Listen, a woman who is self-empowered and self-actualized is a threat to the system. Women who own their sexuality that can't be controlled by toxic church dogma or really toxic patriarchal ideology around femininity. And th that's another conversation, too, like how the divine feminine and femininity have been conflated. Right. To be feminine mm -hmm. is not about wearing pink and dresses and lipstick like that's cute. That's fun. I love it. But divine feminine energy is very fluid and creative and intuitive and entrepreneurial and just always looking for the, mm, you know, <laughs> listeners, you may not be able to see me, but I just like, you know, shimmied my shoulders a little bit because it's about embodiment and knowing like your sacral energy, your sensual energy, your creative life force. That is what the world is afraid of because our sexuality is so linked with our creativity a patriarchal, colonized, homophobic, queerphobic, transphobic society fears women who own their creative power because we create worlds and they don't want that. And we're the portal, portal between those worlds, you know? Mm, mm, right? Yes. And that's why you have to decolonize your faith because many of us were raised in traditions where 
God, source, light, universe, energy, whatever language you want to use, was described as a male figure. And so you think that there's nothing holy or sacred about the feminine figure, especially if you're growing up in the Christian church where it seemed like every story we heard about women was about them being <laughs> terrible people and like causing the fall of humanity and like turning into pillars of salt. Like, you ain't no good women in the Bible, y'all. Like, no. <laughs> What are we what what are we doing? You know, and so once you start to really peel back those layers and you see just how systematically divine feminine energy has been what is the correct word, spirit? Masked, right? In society. Cause Levon was gonna say blocked, and she was like, No, I haven't been blocked, honey. I've been showing up in other ways. But the way that they try to turn divine feminine energy on its head and make it evil, right? Calling us women healers, witches, right? Trying to dehumanize us, trying to uh uh demonize us. When I think about um how the number 13, right, is a mm -hmm. very divine feminine number. And here we are growing up learning Friday the 13th is a bad luck day. Watch out for the black cat. Like, <laughs> yeah, like the lies that we accept. The lies. Yeah. The lies. That's the Candy Burris uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta lies <laughs> for the initiated. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, go on. I want to go back to something mm. you said earlier, right? So all of this masking. Mm -hmm. is uh allowing well actually it's programming us to be numb mm. and we yeah. accept it mm -hmm. and we accept the mask in the form mm. of showing up fawning all the time Ooh. and the thing is is that the only way divine feminine energy could be mass is by the powers that be honoring her power. Because if you weren't afraid of our power, why would you be trying so desperately to disconnect us from it, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Like when I think about the Sphinx in Egypt or other carvings, like why would you deface these beautiful longstanding art pieces if you don't care about Black people being empowered or African people being empowered. When I think about our, you know, Native and Indigenous siblings, if you <laughs> don't know how powerful their traditions are, their chanting, their drumming, their dancing, their connection with nature, if you didn't believe in that power, why would you try so hard to colonize them? So we have to be mindful, like, if Friday the 13th really is, quote-unquote, unlucky, Right. Why would they try to purport this story? It's not yeah. unlucky. It's actually quite blessed. <laughs> so what is, what is your understanding of the number 13? Because I recently came across a new mm -hmm. story, but I just want to know. Same as well. No, this is actually very new information for me. I turned 41 in August of 2023. And congratulations. Thank you. Something about a woman turning 40. It just you talk about a portal. Turning 40 is a motherfucking portal, okay? It is, yeah. It's like you have no fucks left to give and the fucks <laughs> you do have are only for the shit you actually give a fuck about. And yes. then your self-love opens up a new level of spirituality where you start to notice I'm powerful as fuck. Like, no wonder they tried to make me shrink. No wonder they have me trying to think about are my panty lines showing? 
you know, uh, do I have wrinkles in the cracks of my eye? Like shit that don't matter <laughs> because At this, all. this matters, right? So from my understanding, 13 is a holy number because it's in alignment with nature. So like I saw uh, a video on the clock app where the guy was saying, you know, if we had 13 months timeline wise that would line up with the cycles of the moon and mm -hmm. we know that solar energy is masculine and lunar energy is very feminine and so what would it look like for us to literally live in rhythm with the moon right mm. or those of us who bleed maybe you refer to your menstrual cycle as your moon cycle i do you know because i'm like it's a cycle it comes in ebbs and flows and it's in phases so when i'm just thinking about the totality of the presence of divine feminine energy in our world. I'm now at 41 <laughs> starting to connect the dots for myself. And welcome your softness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I, I love that you brought that up. Cause, cause cousin, cause, um, <laughs> I heard this song recently and in the lyric, she says, fuck a princess. I'm a king. And mm -hmm. that lit something in me <laughs> because, you know, we're seeing like the whole princess treatment movement and soft life. And I'm like, yeah, I want the soft life and that I want to be able to do what I want to do when I want to do it. Right. I want more yeah. than, you know, I, excuse me, I have more than enough money in the bank. Right. Claim that. Yes. Also, and I resonate with King energy. Like, <laughs> yes. So, you know, you have to be able to know yourself. If it, I feel like sometimes we manifest beneath our birthright because we're manifesting what we think we want and not what our soul deeply desires. And mm. so knowing that princess treatment sounds cute in theory, but I'm actually a fucking king. I'm like, all right, now I can manifest with that energy. So interesting mm -hmm. I, you know i'm curious about the word king too because mm -hmm. like you know we had the movie come out this year was it this year or last year this has been a long year the woman king the woman <laughs> king. yes that was i think september of 2022 i feel was like. it last year okay so it's like the woman king yes and and i feel and i don't think of being in king energy and and being in your softness as polar opposites. Ooh, help me, cousin. Yeah. Keep going. Right? Because you, I think the most powerful thing is to be in your softness, and that's where the king is. Ooh, say that one in, more time. In the yeah, that that's where the king oh. is. Being in your softness, in the depth of your yes. compassion and welcoming yes. the voice of the lotus verse between oh. the worlds. That's it. Yeah. I have always been a natural born leader. I have been called bossy more times than I can count. Which is a judgment. And, and, okay, thank you. It's, it's on you. That ain't on me. That's your projection. Um, in tropical astrology, I am a Leo sun, Pisces moon, Leo rising, and mm. Cancer Venus. Like, I came in a very particular package. Like, my external world is fiery and vibrant and dominant my internal world is very dark and deep and ethereal and we we in the waters honey so <laughs> I love that I can be this seeming like oxymoron or like polar opposite but it's blended in one person so that tells me that my very being is subterfuge like loving who I am with all of these different parts of my being 
I love all of them, you know, and that's why integration and shadow work are so integral to my journey because listen, there are parts of myself that will never be in my Instagram bio, but I got to learn to love those parts just as much, if not more than the parts that are in my Instagram bio. Yeah. And we all need to learn that, you know, mm-hmm. just welcoming all of that. Yes. So I, I heard you say that <clears throat> your internal world yes. right, is like deep and in the mm-hmm. waters so you know we're cousins but we're like my external world is <laughs> deep and in the waters but my internal world is fiery interesting you know? oh we so, complement each other we really do because I'm I just turned 51 in July so oh, I'm a cancer thank you I'm a cancer okay but I'm Venus rising mm-hmm. and I have a mm-hmm. I'm also oh Virgo moon Ooh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So you like, yeah. Do you do you find that you're hard on yourself sometimes? I used to be. Okay, Ashe. Yes, used yeah. to. I'm used like that Virgo right. moon. I can't imagine that perfectionism on the inside. Ooh. Yeah. But in the previous version of myself, Ashe, <laughs> who we love and send her so much love and compassion. Yes. Mwah, mwah. Thank <laughs> yes. you. Yes. Yes. So was it the same for you? was what the same for me giving love and compassion to the previous version of oh yourself. absolutely you know there are times when I was operating from a place of fear and survival and that's because little Levon learned at a young age that you got to be on guard and you know I think Sometimes we experience childhood trauma and we think, oh, that's just the way it was, but I turned out all right, not realizing what they're calling ACEs, adverse childhood experiences, like show up in your life, but in your body as well. And so just like learning how to (laughs) re-regulate my nervous system, right? Or to regulate it the first time. (laughs) Yes. Therapy, through mindfulness, meditation, praying, talking to my ancestors, moving my body in ways that feel good to me. Like I really had to train myself to feel comfortable walking down the street, right? You're safe. You're okay. I had to train myself to feel comfortable sleeping in my home. You're okay. You're safe. Like driving in my car, that your body being on edge like that causes stress and stress, you know, unchecked can cause disease. And so it was just a moment of me realizing, Hey, you get to address what's going on with you and whatever comes up, you are big and bad and bold enough to face it. And you don't have to face it alone. There are people, there are spirit guides there. There's community. Right. And so having the bravery and the courage to face and name and identify and heal from the stuff that came up, that was a major turning point for me. Mm. I love that you said that because safety, the, I, I wrote an article recently talking about psychological safety begins Ooh. on the inside. And yes. that's exactly what you just described. Yes. And, you know, for so many of us, particularly Black girls, Black people, like we are if you're in the States, right, you're being raised on a land that was never safe for Black people. (laughs) Especially Black women, yeah. Especially Black women. And so it's no wonder, right? You're just shoulders hunched up by your ears, right? And just Yeah, you're like always... (laughs) breath, 
right? And we think, oh, that's just a natural reaction. Like, no, that's your body saying, hey, I'm wound up. (laughs) But when do you give yourself time and space to one, feel what your body is feeling and two, feel your way through it? Because something else that I've noticed as I've gotten older, and I love seeing these videos on social media of children experiencing their big feelings and Mm -hmm. healthy parenting, guiding them through that, because we have these big feelings and they can be so scared. It can be scary to meet your big feelings. Like, whoa, where did that come from? It's like, baby, that's you. Don't try to separate yourself from that. Like feel that. I promise you the horror, the the grief, the rage, the disgust is not going to last longer than about 20 seconds but you gotta feel it right yes <laughs> gotta be in the flow suppress, with it. right the longer it's gonna take but it's gonna come up somehow so you might as well embrace it yeah resistance really increases that when you yes. resist it so yes you're so right I love like everything that you've shared I like that <laughs> you 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 brought up you know the uh you're, you're like turning the the mindset as we mm. go through this conversation. You don't have to get married. You don't mm-hmm. have to be perfect. You don't have to perform for love. Mm. And it's not okay to be numb. It's it's not okay. It's it's okay to not be okay. It's not okay to not be okay and say you're okay. Because our culture you know, and I want to use my words intentionally because I want to see something different. So historically, we have not had space to feel what we're feeling. I can't tell you how many times, Cordelia, I've been in the gym or in a yoga class or a spin class and whatever I was holding just breaks open and I start crying. And Mm. there are people who are horrified and there are people who are like, what do you need? And we just need people to know how to hold space for each other because look around, the world is on fire, okay? If you're not grieving, there's something wrong with you. Like, I'ma just be real. With everything that's going on, with the death and destruction, with the crumbling of a system that is toxic at its core, right? A new world is coming. The old world is not leaving without a fight. And so it's going to cause harm. And so we have to do our best to hold on to our humanity, which is inextricably linked with our divinity and just remember to ground ourselves and to feel our feelings. That's the only way we're going to get through this. Yeah. So that's the new revolution. Yeah. Thank you for guiding us. <laughs> Listen, thank you for being on this journey with me. Clearly, you my Bayesian cousin, spiritual <laughs> goddess sister now. So <laughs> you're the joy goddess. I am the joy finder, honey. You're the joy creator, too. <laughs> oh, I received that. Yeah, thank you one- so much. Because, you know, there are days where I'm not feeling like my best self. And I'm just like, what is going on? And I realized I didn't put any moisturizer in my hair. I, I didn't put any highlighter on today. I don't have no earrings on. Like, let me <laughs> let me go adorn myself and remember yeah. who the fuck I am. And then I see y'all when I see y'all. So yeah, just those reminders that you create your own joy, that simple pleasures, right? Like I love a good luxury handbag and a, a five-star hotel like most people do. Also, and sip your water out of a wine glass, right? Or a champagne yeah. flute. Like wear a silk robe <laughs> instead of like cotton pajamas. Like elevate the everyday life so that you are 
cultivating and curating a lavish life that you love to lead because it's your life, baby. Live it (laughs) fully. Yes. Thank you for that. And I was going to ask you if you're going to share any like golden nuggets, but it just flowed so naturally. (laughs) I just thank you so much. You know, pleasure is your birthright. Abundance is your birthright. And, you know, really decenter um capitalist gain in that because if you only base your worthiness on your bank account or your credit score or what you own like your power creates beyond physical luxuries like you are a powerful goddess you are a powerful creatrix words uh worlds come from your words right so be mindful of how you speak be mindful of your thoughts. I'm not saying to judge yourself, like let it come, but as much as you can, remember who and whose you are, right? If your faith system includes a higher power, God got you, your ancestors got you, your spirit guides got you, and your higher self has you. So just know that we are gonna get through this together. (laughs) 100% and be the revolution. (laughs) Period. And remember, revolution is a noun, but revolt is a verb, honey. So you better see what, what that action is. I don't care if you princessing it up or kinging it up or non-gender royalty in it, you know, whatever, whatever you want to do, but show up as you. That that's the ultimate revolution, too. Only always. Well, thank you for being on the free to thank be. Thank you show. for having me. This is so much fun. Yeah, it's just free to be, you know? So it felt very free. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And for those of you who are viewing and listening, share this with another heart, share this with another Mm -hmm. soul. And until next week, be free. Thank you for listening to the beat of your soul through my podcast, the free to be show. Now go into the oceans of your mind and assess whether you are ready to be a sacred experience. Would you like to go from numb to nirvana or simply just feel again? Start fantasizing. Fantasy is so freeing and I can really help you with that. It's your choice of a 90-day group experience or a nine-day intensive group experience or just a start fantasizing. And most of all, I wish for you to be aligned in your four minds. So fantasize the nine day intensive. And it's me at CordeliaGafar.com. And until next week, be free.